0: The Law Report with Karen Key. And a very good evening to you from tonight's Law Report programme. Well, the rapid growth of social media has led to the development of legal issues that have not arisen in the workplace before judges, CCMA commissioners, human resource practitioners, and lawyers now have to grapple with novel concepts and conundrums. And to give us a clearer idea of just how social media can impact both employers and employees in the workplace, I'm joined in studio this evening by attorney Marlene Porthitter, and she's the author of a newly published book called Social Media and Employment Law, and that's just been published, as I said, by Juta. Marlene, good evening. Welcome back to the show. It's been quite a while since you were here last
1: Hi Karen, it's really great to be here again. This is rather
0: a scary topic we're going to be dealing with this evening, but if you have any questions or comments about this, you can call us on 0892 102010. 0892 102010. Social media and employment law. Right, and this is a relatively new concept because social media has been around for, what, about 10 years now? Mm. And uh, it's becoming quite dangerous almost mm. in the workplace.
1: It's interesting how the the book was brought about. I was doing a workshop for some of my clients um, to answer all of those questions that I keep, um, you know, having to answer. And one of the people who was in the audience said to me, Marlene, you really have to write a book about it. And I thought about it. And... um, And wondered who would publish it, and I suddenly thought, "Gosh, but I do have a publisher. I've published before." before, Yes, such a nice thing to say. I never thought I'd be able to say that. So I phoned her, and she said, "Oh, no, Molly, please don't worry me. I'm on the beach. I'm I'm on holiday." And by 10 o'clock that night, she'd got the go ahead and said, "Go ahead," because it is such a hot topic. And I must say, as I started researching it, it just became bigger and bigger and bigger. I had to really contain myself. So I'd start out in the morning with a particular topic, and then it would mushroom out of all proportion. And then I'd have to, like, recap at the end of the day and go, this was what you set out to write in the morning. It is such a massive topic it was quite scary actually to try and confine it to what i'd originally set out and i had to be very careful to go back to my original draft and say this is what i want to have covered because it is mushroom beyond all proportion and it is an amazing phenomenon social media is our judicial system sort of okay with this now i mean are they grappling with this problem i mean what happens
0: when these cases actually get to court or to the ccma i mean are they understanding where the problems
1: lie with the social media What's really interesting and one of the things that I I kind of say in the book as well is that the, the principles, the legal principles haven't changed. Social media hasn't introduced a new set of legal principles. What it has done, it's highlighted those principles in a way that, that we'd never envisaged before. So for instance, let's take reputational damage. If you, if you sat around a dinner party, say 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and you said something mean about your company, say your dinner party comprised of about 12 people, maybe two people the next day would have remembered something that you'd said, and maybe they would have repeated it to perhaps like two or three people in turn. You would have influenced all of 20, 25, maybe 30 people about what you'd said uh, about the company. Now, somebody posts it on Twitter, within seconds it can be all around the world, as some people have discovered. So you can create massive reputational harm. So the reputational harm principle has always been there. It's just that the, the, the dissemination and the extent of the dissemination and the extent of the potential damage is so much bigger. So I think our judicial system knows how to deal with the legal principles. It's, it's often not knowing how to deal with the medium over which things are dispersed. Why would it be different, though? For instance, um, the right to privacy is an interesting topic. People get really outraged. Employees, the first response that they have when something is taken off their Facebook page is, but this is my private Facebook page. How dare you go into my private Facebook page and use that against me in a disciplinary inquiry? And yes, on the face of it, perhaps it is their private Facebook page, but the, the right to privacy is now exposed in a completely different way because of the way in which social media is managed by a person. So, a young person has a completely different approach to what friends are. I remember when I first started on Facebook, and I'm not a digital native, I'm a digital immigrant, We, I, I remember the discussion that we had around so these so-called friends. It's a new animal. It's something that's completely different. We've now got used to the concept, but Because young people befriend people in a completely different way, that privacy is no longer as private as what you and I would have considered intimate privacy within the confines of our homes, for instance. So one has to look at, is the right to privacy is it the same? Has it has it changed somewhat through the, the means of social media? And to what extent can I use my right to privacy as a defence mechanism?
0: Do we not have that expectation of privacy anymore? Is that on something like social media? Is that gone?
1: It's not gone. The principle remains the same. So what is within your intimate circle of friends remains private. And you, ha- you still have that expectation of privacy and the court cases even the ones that are that don't relate to social media are instructive because they say you have a right to privacy within your intimate circle the minute it goes beyond your intimate circle or the the further it goes outside of your intimate circle the less you have an expectation to privacy so if you were to say something on a corner of a road outside your home it would be far less Um, you would have a far lesser expectation of privacy than you would have if you'd said the same thing within your home. Facebook exposes that, or or social media exposes that in a slightly different way because do you still have intimacy? And to what extent do you still have that expectation? And that's a very interesting topic.
0: But, you know, you'd be talking about Facebook now, but people need to understand these things like WhatsApp, these Twitter. Mm. I mean, I can't even list them all. There are so many Mm. now. Mm. It's not just one or two anymore. There's a whole bunch
1: of these things. Yes. What's interesting about the expectation of privacy is that the different um, social media websites have different levels of privacy. So with Facebook, for instance, you you must evoke your privacy settings, which many people don't do. They don't even know about it um, before you can say that you had an expectation of privacy. So there are these closed um, social media websites and then they're more open ones. Twitter says openly what you put on Twitter, we're entitled to dispense to whomever we want. You put it to the face of the world. They say so. So one of the most important things around social media usage is to look at the terms and conditions, which most of us don't do. No, I'll,
0: take, I'll, I'll put my hand up. I don't think I've ever found them. Where mm. do I even find those things?
1: Well, they are when you when you enter into <laughs> any of these <laughs> websites. They're there. And we all scroll down to oh, so yes, the bottom. Fine. There, where's the block? And yep. we tick it and off we go. <laughs> none of us ever, ever no. go through. I actually went back to look at some of the terms and conditions when I did the book. because, And I looked at my own... Facebook privacy um, settings and I asked somebody who wasn't a friend on Facebook to see what they could see on my Facebook page because you don't know what other people can see from Mm. the outside when you when you enter your own page. Now when it comes to your
0: job I mean this can become quite a problem Mm. because you can put stuff on there that you think you're sending to some friends and your boss finds it and Mm. then
1: Mm. Well, what's happened in so many cases, which is interesting, is that at some stage down in in the past, you befriended your boss, completely forgot about that. And then you post something that's really mean and lo and behold, your boss (laughs) comes onto your page and goes, I read that. (laughs) I saw that. Um, And then you're in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, The other thing is that there's the what's interesting about the case law is that you might have befriended a colleague and not your boss, and that colleague brings it to the attention of the employer, which they should do, which is a sort of rightful thing to do for a colleague, and then that evidence gets used against you, and the, the case law has said that that's okay. Um, if it comes to the attention of the organization, even if if you haven't befriended everyone in the organization, then they're entitled to use it against you. It's no longer that private.
0: Right. And the other thing is, I mean, you put stuff on there and, you know, you can be say, well, I'm taking the day off. I'm very ill. You know, mm. phone in, so oh, I'm so sick. But then mm. you post something on Facebook about you actually at the beach or you're doing something mm. else. That's going to get out. And then you're seriously going to lose your job.
1: Mm, of course it does. And it's so surprising that people don't think that it will. It's the oddest mm. thing. <laughs> so there's this UK case where um, a woman took a sickie. And she was organising this fashion show. And lo and behold, there she was commentating on the fashion show. And then when they went back to her record of other postings that she'd made on one particular sickie, um that she'd pulled, she was on a trip to New Zealand. So, yes, it does come to, it will come to the attention of the employer at some stage or another. And then you're in a whole lot of trouble. And have you got any way to fight
0: that if you're an employee and, and you lose your job over something like that? Is there anything that you could do? Or is it just, seriously, you shouldn't have done that in the first place?
1: In South Africa, the approach has been, don't even try to say that Facebook is private. It's not. It's public. It's a public... And that goes for
0: all social media. It's not just Facebook.
1: All social media. The interesting thing is that it's probably debatable that if you have evoked all the privacy settings and you only have a small intimate circle of friends that you you share stuff with... And that then gets out in a way. Then it's probably not usable. So it goes around the expectation of privacy whether you've evoked your settings. But there are certain social media websites on which that wouldn't wash. Twitter is one of them.
0: So basically, uh, the bottom line we should tell people here is: if you're on Facebook, the first thing you should do is go and, and put those privacy settings on tonight.
1: Mm.
0: Because okay. otherwise, if you do anything, you're going to absolutely you're going to come horribly short.
1: And then after that, still be careful. Mm. Just be careful who you befriend. If you want to have, what what is happening is that there's this in, intertwined kind of public and private persona, which there never has been before. You know, we all have a very carefully kind of nurtured private persona that we don't want our employer to know. Um, and social media has blurred those lines quite extensively. The other thing that makes it more difficult is that companies themselves encourage people to use social media as a marketing tool. So you have this, and I, I deal with it quite extensively in the book, and it's it's a really interesting principle. The hierarchy of of whom you hire to to. Um, manage your social media pages is such that you you generally speaking hire somebody who's fairly junior because it's only the fairly junior people the young people that that understand the media (laughs) and many companies go on social media to market their companies and they have no idea a whether it's a good idea b whether there's going to be a return on investment there are millions of articles about whether social media is a good marketing tool in the first place and whether there's a return on investment. You can just Google it and you'll get a plethora of articles on it. So companies go onto social media as a marketing tool thinking, well, this must be a good idea because everyone else is doing it. But they actually have no clue how to manage it, what to do in order to to market themselves on social media. So they think, "Okay, well, let's get the young kid on the block because they'll know what to do. But because they don't even know how to write their job description, because they don't quite know what it is that they're meant to be doing, I had three people since January this year in the advertising space say to me, we've got this person that we've hired, but frankly, we don't quite know what he or she does because they're writing their own job descriptions because the person who's hiring them doesn't quite know what it is that they have to tell them to do. Um, And then the the, the risk factor for, and what often happens is that, particularly in the advertising industry, they are managing major portfolios of very big clients blue-chip clients sometimes, and you've got a, a young person who's below the age of 25 who doesn't have a job description, who's sitting there, nobody knows really what they're doing, managing other people's portfolios with private confidential information because product launches are often highly confidential mm. and, until it's out in the public. Um, so there's a, there are huge risk factors for everyone involved. And it must be fairly scary to, to be the genie out the bottle in the workplace and not have somebody manage you and not have sort of some boundary set as well oh gosh well if you've got any questions
0: or if you've been caught up in anything to do with social media give us a call now on 0892 10 2010, 0892 10 2010. does it make any difference if you post any of the stuff from your home computer as opposed to your work computer
1: yes it makes a big difference and we have Quite a lot of legislation that protects the interception of communications. So there's the RECA Act, the Regulation of Interception of Communications Act. That's been around for quite a while. I remember when email was hip hop and happening. I mean, I really will give away my age. Um, are you and I in the and, same boat, yeah. And people were starting to write into their contracts that if you are given a computer for your work. And, and it is a work computer um, then we are allowed to intercept your communications it's section 6 of that particular act that can be extrapolated to for use in such in the social media context as well there's a case a very well-known case in South Africa where a woman had opened her gmail account on her work computer and she had actually said something quite rude about her employer but she'd written it it was a private email to a private, person to to a family member and friends, and she, it wasn't open for public dissemination. She didn't mean it to be seen by anyone else. And that is a private communication, and it was held by, by the court that that was not, that the work wasn't allowed to use that, even in evidence oh, really? against her. Even though she hadn't closed down her private email account, they found it on her desktop, on her work computer. But the court held clearly that was a private communication and was not allowed to be intercepted by the organization. So there's differentiation. There's um, If you get given a work computer and it's obviously a public forum and it's on your email address account, that's the work email address, and it's not obviously a private folder that you're keeping, like your income tax returns, mm. for instance – or your children's school reports on the computer, then the organization can reserve the right to intercept those communications and even take it off their server.
0: Wow, really? And do a lot of companies do that? I mean, do they have somebody's job description is to go and check and see what's been going out from the office?
1: Companies do. Really? They, they even have searches that search for certain words, that if those come up, that, that they, do. they do. They do. Big brother's watching you.
0: That's actually quite alarming.
1: It is alarming.
0: Sure. Okay. <laughs> <It is> alarming. <laughs> The other thing about putting stuff up on social media now, I mean, especially you mentioned the young people. I mean, they live and die by social media. I mean, their whole life revolves around social media. Now they grow up and now they're looking for a job. And they've been having this really hectic youth and they've been partying it up and doing all sorts of really out there stuff. Mm. And now they're going off to look for a job. And what is the likelihood of the future employer going off and having a look at that? And how would that impact on their application?
1: What really alarmed me in the research for this book is that every employer and every recruitment agency that I spoke to openly admitted that they the first thing they do is go onto the employee's social media pages to see what the profile of the employee is. Now, I said um, in the beginning that nothing Facebook is not private, and there's this principle in the South African law particularly that whatever you do on Facebook is not deemed private. But there's, to me, it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable mm. that you. it's a bit like snooping. You, We all groom ourselves and our public image quite carefully. And I don't mean like physical grooming and combing your hair. I mean, we groom our public image fairly carefully. And there are certain personal things about ourselves that we would not disclose to an employer either throughout our employment career or in an interviewing phase. And while when we were having an informal discussion earlier on, I used the example of in an interview, a gay person would very seldom disclose the fact that they are gay in the interview because they know that there are people who discriminate against that. So they would never say that in an interviewing phase. There are people who are openly gay and who don't mind disclosing it. But they know that there are people who are prejudiced and who who would be prejudiced in their decision-making process. Now you're going onto somebody's private Facebook page. There was a fascinating article that I read written by an American who says there are 40 pieces of personal information that you post on any social media page, particularly on Facebook, many of which you wouldn't want a prospective employer to know. Um, And this allows the employer to discriminate against you because of their own prejudices without you even knowing why you've been turned down for the job. And you don't even get your foot in the door. You've been screened prior to you even being called to the interviewing um, process.
0: I did a very interesting program on, on a health show that I did a while ago and we did a phone in on bipolar disorder and somebody called in and she said she would never, ever tell her employer that she had this condition. It was managed. She was on medication. She was fine. She held a relatively responsible job. But she said, if ever I mentioned it, she said, I would lose my job. Of course. And I, if that was on Facebook, somewhere it got mentioned on Facebook, I mean, that would be of terrible course.
1: for her. There, there's so many... Examples like that. So to cross-pollinate, for for an instant, um, I do a lot of audits in organisations because of the un, because of the unfair discrimination work that I do, and in auditing, um, for instance, disability. Very few people disclose their disabled state status to the employer. I think it was one of the questions mm-hmm. that we discussed the last time, because they know that people are prejudiced. So there are lots of mental illnesses that people have and live with. Bipolar being one of them, schizophrenia being another, even depression, which is managed. I would never, ever have disclosed to an employer that I was depressed because there's prejudice against that, um, and I would, I would have managed myself in a in a way that I would, I would hope that nobody would ever find that about uh, that out about me. So, say so for instance, a friend posted on your on your um, Facebook page, you know, heard you went to the doctor yesterday. How are you today? Yeah. You're really sad and depressed. You know, that could count against you.
0: It's actually very worrying what's out there mm. and what people can get to know.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the biggest message around social media is be careful. Yeah, it always makes me quite scared to go
0: on when I get home, <laughs> log on to something and think, oh my goodness, you know, he's watching me. That's the worst part. As you said, Big Brother is out there.
1: Yeah, but on the flip side, one of the, to me, the biggest conclusion around my research was how transparent and porous it makes employers how transparent and porous a, a, a business has become, a company has become. Is and that a good thing? I heard a very interesting talk I re- because in the research that I did, a TED talk by oh, yes, a yeah. scenario planner called Don Tapscott. And I fi- I find his talks really interesting. And he talks about the new age and the new world of being, particularly the new world of work. And one of the things that he raises is this kind of transparency around employment or employers and companies that social media has brought about. And what he says is that companies are more than ever needing to really scrub up and scrub up their image, not outside, because that's always been carefully managed. So we've always managed to carefully groom our, in the same way as what what we groom our own personal persona, companies have groomed themselves. So the message that they've been able to put out about themselves is carefully groomed through marketing departments, whole departments, and they get whole companies that work on their, their public persona. Now, one person can destroy that with one tweet from inside so all of a sudden the entire organisation is porous and there's all these like there's sunlight coming in, he calls it sunlight, and he says sunlight is a great disinfectant, so if you are going to have all this sunlight coming into your business, best you be buff, and one of the suggestions that he makes is we have to work now more than ever on our value systems. That's actually quite a good thing, though, Mm. I think, in the long run. It's very interesting. I think on a personal level, don't post yourself drunk and disorderly. Don't do that. (laughs) Same with an organization. Mm. We've got to look at our value systems and the way that we live our values. Because somebody in the organization is going to say, I've had people say to me when I go in for an audit, you see that post over there that says such nice things about what we stand for? It's complete rubbish. We don't stand for that. Now it's so much easier for that to be exposed and in a heartbeat by a whole lot of people, and a whole lot of people will support that. So if somebody were to tweet and say, this company stands for honesty and integrity, ha, you know, <laughs> and then everyone retweets it and favorites it, and then it's out there within seconds. So the reputation of the organization is is absolutely key in making sure that your value system is good has become more important than ever so I mean, the
0: company could virtually implode if
2: mm-hmm.
0: if this all got out mm-hmm. effectively they weren't managing it but the same way is that before i do that just a reminder i see the phone lines are going now if you have a question we've got half the show left to go so if you have a question do call in now please don't leave it to the last minute because then as we usually ha- what usually happens is we run out of time so if you want to call in the number is 089 210 2010 089 210 2010. The other thing about companies imploding, your whole life can implode because Mm. you've got some studies in this book which are
1: quite horrendous of people whose lives have totally been destroyed by what they've done. Mm. There's a very interesting book out. um, Ronson wrote it about how people's reputations are destroyed. And, um, you know, dare I I mention Justine Sacco? Yes. He was one of the people that... uh, She was one of the people that he interviewed. And it's actually... It's it's sad how people how quickly they get onto the bandwagon and, and diss somebody that they have they've never met, so a whole lot of people just vilify people that they've never met and never spoken to, and how I mean her her tweet went around the world within seconds. By the time that she landed in South Africa, the entire she she trended on Twitter worldwide, um, and it's such a scary prospect. So you have to be so careful what you say.
0: Very, very careful what Mm. you say.
1: Uh, We have a caller on the line,
0: I think. Uh, Tabo in Durban, are you with us? Yes, sir. Hi, Tabo. How can we help you? Good evening.
3: Good evening. I just want to have a little comment uh, about about the topic. First of all, uh, I'm I'm a new employer. Actually, my brother and I are running a business together. And uh, what actually happened is that uh, we had what do you call this, we had what do you call this, uh, office admin. And mostly, I was, doing you know, office admin, and it happened to, a, it came to a point where it was coming a bit too much for myself, and then we had, then uh, I had to get somebody, somebody came through, and then that person, I trained that person for like two months, three months, and then they left, and I was back to square one. And at the moment, I was actually looking for somebody, and I've got more than, more than 300 uh, emails uh, mm-hmm. of, of, of uh, applicants, and it came to a point where I, 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 I started, I got the applicants, I mean, got, I got the CVs, and I had to screen the CVs before I called in for, 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 calling anybody in for interviews. I actually went to social media first to have a look at, uh, look, to have a look at their, their, profiles and see what kind of people are they are, they people that people are really committed to what they're doing and stuff like that. And, uh, for, 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 I just want to just put it out there for the youngsters that, uh, if you are on social media, just make sure that your profile is very clean because the fact of the matter is that employers are looking at your profiles to see what, what kind of person are you, mm. are your live person, so on and so forth. Mm. And then saying, whatever you, whatever, whatever you put out there is very, very important. Right. And I just find out, as an employer, is that, is that, is that, is that, is that okay for me to to do to, to go into people's uh, profiles and see what, 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 what are they up to be before I actually call them in for interviews?
0: We mm. actually mentioned this earlier, time that employers yes. were doing this. And I yes. actually asked, well, how right was this to do? And Marlene yes. said, yes. well, they unfortunately all seem to be doing it now.
1: Is it it okay
0: for them to do it, though? Talwa, it's interesting.
1: The the, um, Protection of Personal Information Act probably doesn't allow you to do it. Understood, understood. And if you do, you've got to disclose it to the employee. Okay, understood. So... Strictly speaking, according to yeah. the Act, you, you're not allowed to do it. But, yeah,
3: okay, but know,
1: I don't know whether, whether the fact that everyone does it makes it right. I don't think so. So best yeah, exactly. you disclose to employees that you are going to look at their Facebook profiles. It That's is it, yeah. Or the, uh, their social media profiles. It's not yeah. an unusual South Africa is not unusual in the sense the European okay. Union laws are the same that if much, you yeah. if you are going to look at social media pages you have to disclose it to the employee
3: Okay understood understood so, but again it's about the liability of a person before mm. because the thing is that as they say a new broom sweeps, uh, sweeps very clean Yeah so you hire somebody, and for the first couple of months, they perform quite well, but yes, you don't really dude. know their the, 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 the personality and uh, what, what, is it in, what 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 is their person all about. Are they somebody that likes keeping jobs and staying away from work and that kind of a thing? Mm. Tabo, so just I guess j- that's what pushes a lot of companies to actually do that.
0: Tabo, without giving away any sort of information here, yes, I sir. just wanted to ask you, I mean, did you find anything really weird on these Facebook, on these on these social media profiles, or were they all pretty much Okay.
3: Uh, They were pretty much okay. Some of them were kind of personalities that I wasn't really, 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 what do you call this, uh, I wasn't really, uh, what do you call this, uh, impressed by. Oh, okay. So uh, what what I'm
0: trying to find out was if that actually had any impact on who you decided to call in for the interview.
3: Oh, Okay, okay uh It did in a way because, the fact, the matter is, whatever somebody posts up, uh, if it's if it's if it's if it's uh, professional related, then you believe, then you begin, you have a bit of a sense of that, that the person is a uh, work orientated and person really mm-hmm. out to do the best at their job mm-hmm. and not really just mm-hmm. uh, what you call this uh, have a sort of like a free 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 mind and stuff, and stuff like that.
1: Just from a risk factor, Taba, yeah. what you have to be careful of is that yeah. you, you based professionalism is is a good way of of putting the screening. But if there's <laughs> anything that influenced you from it from a potential discriminatory perspective, uh, okay, so okay. if there's any of the sort of employment equity act yeah. um, criteria that you haven't based your selection on something okay. that's irrelevant that's to, it, yeah. the that's to the person's ability to do that's the job, it, yeah. professionalism would be highly highly relevant.
3: I understood, understood. Obviously, that, 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 that's all for record, basically. Uh, yeah, no,
1: well, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Now, I was just interested to know if it
0: had any impact on, on who you actually called oh, okay, in for the understood, interview. Understood, but but understood, interesting yeah. to hear from you, Taber. Thank you yeah. very much for calling. Nice thanks, to actually thanks, get it straight thanks, from, thanks from somebody advice. who's been living that. Thanks understood. for the call. Thanks for much, okay. okay. advice, man. Thanks. Um, there's been a question that came in now from a listener, Marlene, who wants to know, is it okay to look at your LinkedIn profile because that's more of a business-orientated site than
1: a pleasure site? Yeah. The, there's interesting, LinkedIn is obviously a professional website mm. and people put it out there in order to, to um, network, basically. Yeah, and also to describe their professional mm. profile. So I think it is more okay to look on LinkedIn, particularly because of how it's branded and what it's there for. It is there. Uh, people, it's like a CV. It's a, yeah, an people electronic normally put CV. Weird sort of social yeah. stuff on yeah. there anyway. So. Yeah. Yes, I do think so. It's far better than going onto somebody's personal, um, like Facebook Facebook being one of them that I think yeah, is more one privacy. of the many Twitter openly says that we're not um, conf- nothing that you put on here is private hmm. and things like Instagram and Pinterest although do they also have all the privacy stuff or is that
0: I don't know But I just know the names of these things I don't I don't really know what I'm talking about here I just know they exist do how they work but are they also the privacy thing like Facebook
1: or not they also have terms and conditions and they oh, also okay. have privacy settings so I mean you could post a dodgy picture on Instagram or Pinterest mm.
0: Okay, so really just be very careful. Mm. But if you put anything on Twitter, don't expect... Don't expect privacy. No, that's it. Okay, if you have a question, 0892 10, 10 8, 2010, P.O.A. in Johannesburg, good evening. Good evening, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? I just want to ask
4: something. we have been to P.O.A. for I just want to ask something. Okay. Um, something is very close to what you're talking about, in terms of your, your, your rights to privacy. Is it, is, it, is it wrong for, for, particularly for a senior employee, to walk into um, a strategic meeting or board, a, a, um, a boardroom, board meeting, wearing, wearing a t shirt or a top of a different, or of a competitor? Mm-hmm. For example, you, you are CEO of Vodacom, you come wearing an MTM t shirt. It's an example. Is that wrong?
1: <laughs> it's stupid, <laughs> I would say. Um, a bit risky. For a bit your risky. Job. <laughs> it's certainly a career limiting move. Um, I wouldn't. You can't get it, fired for it, though, surely. No, it was. It, it, it's not a dismissible offence. I uh, would just admonish point, somebody. The, the mm. point I'm asking is it, it, it,
4: understand that it, it, it's career limiting, but I'm saying, can that be a, a reason, a legal reason, for one to actually be dismissed or to be even attending a disciplinary
1: register. To me it sounds like the kind of transgression that you pull somebody aside and and say say to them really it's not on this is the competitor's t-shirt here we would like you to display more loyalty whether that has actually broken the relationship of trust I doubt. Um, you do have to ask yourself, though, why somebody would be so confrontational. There's, they're sending out some sort of message. So I do think it's a case where you can actually have a discussion with a person. It's certainly, as far as I'm concerned, not a dismissible offence. It it's a disciplinary hearing offence. I would but, call the but person but I'm the I'm dealing with a
4: case like that in... The CMA, yeah?
1: Yeah. I'm
4: looking for one of the training and an alpha member who just joined the union and traditionally you would... I'm being honest here. You would find that most black
0: people are it, but He's a white fellow. So and hang on, Pewit. P- 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 were, were you the person that wore the wrong T-shirt? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm representing this guy that was
4: just that was wearing a wrong T-shirt. Oh, you're okay. representing him. So what? it's
0: actually gone as far as the CCMA with the wrong T-shirt.
2: Yeah,
4: she, that seems um, a little I'm, I'm excessive, though. the reconciliation for him, and 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 and, and, and um, I, I don't understand how 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 we deal with situation. They are they are questioning his loyalty. They're saying okay. the trust.
1: Well Pierre, you also, first of all you have to look at whether there's a disciplinary code and whether there's a rule. If there's a rule that he's transgressed, then have a look at what the ju- the the um punishment is for that particular transgression. It doesn't sound to me like something that would break down the relationship of trust, but I think you do have to go into the facts a little bit more. Why would he be so confrontational though? Well, I I think
4: there has been personalities between him and his senior management because mm. he or oh, he was obviously a, um, a senior and somebody else got appointed, and then he took them to and He won the matter. And then they started abusing him of victimizing him, and then he then joined the
0: union. Oh, my goodness. Okay, it all but, sounds but like now, there's a whole lot more behind yeah, this t shirt story. story. Yeah. yeah. There's he more started, than just the t shirt. The,
4: the, the danger of that is that he is, he is now a senior management, and he's the only, and I'm being honest, he's the only white fellow that this, this union has in that employer. Mm-hmm. And he comes there wearing a different t- a, a top, the t shirt. Yeah. Which actually
1: is for the conversator yeah. mm. it's, it's really something that I'd like to have A lot more facts of So yeah. It sounds um, like there's a lot more That happened yes, before the
0: t-shirt started yes. So <clears throat> it sounds like quite an it Could be actually quite a, an interesting case To find sounds out more about But uh, yeah, it's it's very difficult For Marlene to comment on this Without more information unfortunately okay, so Thank you very much Thanks so much for calling in thank Thanks, you, thank you, thanks for good night, class. thanks, a pleasure you Bye bye Veli and Kwakwa, good evening. Yes. Good evening, Hang on, just hold on a sec. There we go. Veli, are you still with me? Yes, I'm here. Okay, hi. How can we help you this evening?
5: No, ma'am. I wanted to put this thing clear like uh, on the radio. Like, you know, this whole thing of uh, social media, I see people using it very bad towards uh, in other people, especially in business. Because, you know, in business it was really meant to make money for the company, or to try and do marketing and such such important tasks. It's there for important tasks. It's not there for, for for like employers to to like look into other people's profiles behind their you know, without their knowledge, just like being hit. And it's also not there for employers, employees to to like do it and see themselves. You know, I find them like I am in the security field. You see. Hello, ma'am. Yes, you're listening,
1: really.
5: Yes, ma'am. I'm saying, I'm, I'm teaching them always that I'm in the security field and I believe in formality. You know, when I believe in formality, I believe in direct things, mm. what I'm saying. Mm. So, you'll find that some employees will be, like, talking to supervisors or managers mm. with this thing, and, and it will come back clearly towards us, yeah, and, and, and then I'll tell them that, hey, Mm. You cannot be sending messages to 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 my manager to our manager, telling him about other things like who and so was late, who and so is doing what. I say that is that is very wrong, you know. And it also reflects back on the same manager that it's bad, even on my manager. Then it creates a very bad relationship, and eventually it it, it prejudices the other, the, 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 like me as as an other employee, and it is back at me. And mm. I find it. In companies, they tend to want to allow it to, as if it's a way of communication. I say, this is not a way of communication. A company has got a way, direct way of communication, whereby things are written down, whereby you report to a certain person, and directly you don't do not do behind back things like these things that they do. Mm. And I found it it has caused me, like, option in some cases, even in security. Yeah. And I tell them that this is not a way of communication. I don't care mm. whether it's in with company it's not right. It's totally not right because we have the human resource. We have the direct manager that we have to talk to, or the direct supervisor. We don't talk behind our backs. It's always not good, you know.
0: Mm. I don't like. Yeah, it. really. That we actually—it was one thing we didn't talk about though is, mm. is this because I mean, before you'd have to go through the line of of the channels, the or channels, whatever, or whatever yeah. and you have to make the appointment yes. to see the boss or yes. whatever. Now you can just go yes. onto social media and just pop something up and we actually didn't get around to talking about yeah. that aspect of it
1: fairly raises two very important mm. points the first thing is that you have to remain professional always and it's such an important point when you draft a social media policy uh, my first sentence is always like be courteous um, use your common sense be respectful and be professional at all times and then secondly there's there's a there's a kind of informality that's brought about by social media and the kind of instantaneousness of it. You know, like sending an email to all at the company mm. when it actually only pertains to a particular person. So I think it's a very valid point that he raises. One has to remember to be courteous and respectful and and professional at all times. And then also the other and, thing and is and to it get hits up somebody who, mm. who's not doing it. Who's not like me? I don't have social media. Mm. I don't have these things of Facebook.
5: And to see other people chatting like that always is like putting me away. I know that he's already sent something to to the manager right now. And tomorrow morning, just when I come in, I'll see that manager in very different colors coming here, changing, trying to say things. I said, no, I see. Because
0: mm. somebody sent you that message. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very, oh, it's almost quite dangerous. This yeah, thing, if you hard. think about it,
5: it's very bad. In security, man, it has done, people have banned it many times. The security mm. workers, the same security. I say it's not right. We as a security have a team, if there is something wrong mm. here, we have supervisors. We have channels that we have to take grievances through. We don't have to just act to a manager at home at night in the evening. Is at home sending me messages tomorrow morning he's shouting at me. Mm. Maybe was, I had problems coming with the transport, and the next guy, the same guy, tomorrow is late. But I can't do it. You see, I can't send a message to mm. him. I'm not, I don't, I think it's informal. It's
0: very informal. I think the sad part is we're not talking to each other anymore. You know, you'll find two two young people sitting in the same room. Texting each other in the same. Just talk to people. Mm. That's uh, maybe yeah, I'm yeah. just too old for this now, but I just think, for heaven's sake, just talk to each other. I think really, really,
1: actually um, sympathizes yeah. with you.
0: There. <laughs> I, I find it very, very, very awkward and, and very mm. bad. Mm. Villy, you and I agree that people don't talk to each other enough.
5: No, they just they no, no, no. Now it's, now it's very bad. They use phones. They use these mm. things. They talk behind each other's back. And I don't think it's the way we grow up in culture. remember no, from I agree culture with you. We, yeah. of we suddenly went into this new world of business and technologies. Yes. Now. Then it hits back at our cultural way of living.
0: Yeah, you and I agree on that, Veli. Thank you very much for raising the point. You made me feel so much better that I'm not the only one who thinks like that. Okay. Thank you so much for much. the call. Thank you. Good night to you. <laughs> right. Uh, Cape Town. Amy, good evening. Amy? Can you hear me? Hi, ah, yes, we can. Hello.
2: Okay. Um,
0: I just. To... Oh, Amy, this line is actually really bad. Is I, it? Yeah, I actually, oh. do, let's try again. You seem to come back. Try again.
2: Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. Cool. Um, I've got two points. Earlier, um, your your guest said that um, there's no way that you can check how your profile looks, and that's why she asked someone else to see how her profile looks. Um, there is actually a mm. uh, yes. there's something on Facebook that you mm. can say, um, view how other people see mm. my profile. Oh, right. Okay. Actually, I
1: Amy, mean, I'd forgotten about that. I, ha- I did actually yes. s- uh, do that the other day. Thank you for reminding us. Yes, you're yes, right. So you've mm. got
2: that, that people can use. Yes. They can clean their Facebook up and they can yes. actually see how other people would view it. Their privacy settings, they could just up it a little bit. And the other thing is um, your previous caller mentioned that he goes on people's Facebook profiles to check how they conduct themselves and how they are and
1: if they're potentially
2: reliable. On the flip side, they could also be found against the employer because everybody has a way that, that they conduct themselves on social media. And I could portray this amazing image of myself mm. when in fact I'm lazy or I don't I'm not hard working. <laughs> so so people should be careful in that aspect as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, we hadn't it's thought of that. We were just looking at provided. it from the bad side. Yeah. But you're actually right. I mean people could actually think that you're fabulous mm. and then you pitch up for work and you don't well you might not pitch up for work, but you know, and, yes. and not do a very good job at all.
2: Exactly. So so the employee should also be careful when they're snooping around that they could also be getting something that they, they, they we're not
1: expecting it's you know? That's, a, that's yeah. a great, great thought, awesome. Amy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank, you, oh thank, you, thank you, Amy. That's very helpful. Thanks for the call. Okay, Cara,
2: thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: now. The other thing as well, the employees as well, I'm sure before you go for a job interview, it might not be a bad idea to go onto onto the company's social pages and have a look mm-hmm. to see what they're all mm-hmm. about. Yeah, definitely. I
1: wanted to um, go back to something that Bailey raised. Social media is a great tool Um, He started out by saying it's a tool there for for companies, for marketing. Mm. It never started out like that. I mean, we all know that Mark Zuckerberg started social media to be social. Yes. And there's actually a fabulous quote from one of the court cases. Judge Willis says it's a fantastic tool for relationships. Um, It can enhance a relationship. So even though, you know, you get teenagers sitting next to each other tweeting each other, it is a much faster way of communicating, and it is the new way. Um, So it is a great tool to be used in the workplace. It must just be used advisedly. And just to touch on something that Amy said, that same setting that you go into on Facebook, you can also see if there are any breaches to your privacy. You can see. Oh, really? I've had breaches um, to my privacy. People have got onto my Facebook page as a friend and posted as a friend when I don't know them from a bar of soap. And you can go onto that particular privacy setting and delete them. So you can see who's... I could actually see where they, they were from. Durban. I'm not going to be sleeping tonight. I'm going to go and have a look to see what's happening on the Facebook pages. <laughs> but it's I've great. It's, it's not a bad okay. thing to go to. to you go that and look setting. to see what other
0: how other people see your page, and then your, and who has that, gone, who gone, has gone on there. Okay. Yeah.
1: And you can see, and particularly if there's been a breach. You know, I had this really weird thing where somebody came onto my my Facebook um, page as a friend, and I'd never met them before, and it was somebody who'd obviously breached. My settings or pr- protocol—I don't know how that happens. No, I don't know about and the hacking I thing. Delete I, I deleted oh, them. I okay. them. Somebody showed me how to do that. Mm. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I'm going to have to go and look for that later on. If you have any calls, we're running up to the end of the show. We've got about ten minutes left. You can call us on 0892102010. LG in Limpopo. Good evening.
6: Hi, Nam. How are you?
0: Hello. Very well. Thank you. How are you?
6: Very well. Very. Thanks for the relevant uh, topic that you're discussing. Pleasure. My 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 point is just I've couple of points, but I just ask one question: If you can, you have a policy as an employer that prevents employees from from being on Facebook or Twitter during work hours. And if if so, if yes to that answer, to that question, is it okay to to then check um, their profiles and and elicit if if they are ever on those social networks? Are they updating? Are they posting anything? Mm. It is is that okay? <laughs>
1: To your first question, yes, one of the things that I say in my book very strongly is even though some people say that all of these principles and law are already covered in your disciplinary code in any event and you don't need a social media policy, I disagree. I think it's important to spell out to people what is allowed and what's not allowed because people just don't get it. They will do things despite you thinking, like, what were you thinking? So it is a good idea to spell it out to them and have a good social media policy, number one. And one of the things that some organizations do is block all usage. I know some companies block the usage and then open Facebook at tea breaks and at lunchtime so that the employees can use it. It depends on your workforce. I can understand that if you're in a factory setting that you wouldn't want to get have people go off the assembly line and go and check their smartphones quickly to see, which. and it's almost a compulsive thing, and people do yeah. it, um, to go and check their, 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 on their own smartphones. You don't even need mm. to go onto the companies. Um, that you can regulate people's time and that if people go, go off, for instance, an assembly line, Um, to go and check their private pages, that they're actually stealing company time. There's a fine line between that and treating people like Um, grown-ups. I I read a very great quote by an employee who's in the investment banking sector, and he said, I manage multi-million dollar portfolios, and my company doesn't trust me to use my own Facebook page. So one has to tread very carefully, and you have to read your your employees' will in order not to get that kind of resentment. Mm. So it also depends on your environment. But to answer your question bluntly, yes, you can have that kind of policy if that's the kind of business that you run. And,
6: and of course, you can have that. Form of checking,
1: yeah, that's
6: yeah, Social media
1: that's regulated by the Interception of Communications Act. So if you must, yeah. you must make provision that you retain the right as the employer to intercept communications of the employee. There is argument to say that Section six of the Interception of Communications Act allows that in any event. That if you um, have people who are working on your business premises, on your business equipment, that you then automatically allow to intercept. There's some, there, there's some writers who differ on the interpretation of that. I think it's always better to have a clause in your employment contract that says we retain the right to intercept communications. And companies do. They do. Hello? Yes, did,
0: did you hear that, LG? Was, um, Marlene yeah, yeah, was saying that companies um, do do that.
6: Yes, of course. But I'm, I'm just, I don't know if you can take it a bit further, maybe, and say. Uh, because some people do use it on their personal uh, smartphones, as yes. you are saying. Yes. It, can, can you take it a bit further then and say, because I don't know of any way to intercept it. I don't know if you can do any signal jamming on it or something. No, but I, uh, I, is there any way of, of taking it further on a practical level? Because it's quite a it's quite a rampant everywhere you go. It's not yeah. just private employers, even public. You go to a public institution, they are busy on their smartphones and, and all that. Um, uh,
1: yeah. lg i completely agree with you i've I've had it before that i'm i'm a member of the public and i want somebody to pay me some attention and he's quickly answering a message i think yeah. it's regulated in exactly the same way as what you might have regulated say toilet breaks in the past or smoke breaks i don't think that it's any different and if it is an issue as you say rampant and you know 80 percent of your workforce is is taking five minutes of of your time <laughs> you know every hour on the hour could cost the company a lot of money. They're I know not. I know some companies who confiscate personal um, equipment and give it back to the employee at the end of the day, and you have normal disciplinary route to go that if it happens too often, that after a few warnings, certainly after an oral warning, and then it, it, to start running disciplinaries when it becomes too frequently. But you
0: should the employer should know that up front. Yes. You can't suddenly when you see them on the phone say, Oh by the way, you're not allowed Please to do give that. Me your phone. You have yes. to they have to know that up front yes. as part of their sort of working conditions or their employment contract it's, or something.
1: Absolutely. It could be regulated under mm. common law that you shouldn't be using mm. your own personal stuff during company hours. It's similar to private phone calls on telephones in the past. I mean it's no different to that. You could use the common law, but it is always best to spell it out in a policy, I think. Does that help you, LG? Thank you
6: thank you very much pleasure
0: thanks good night to you right off to khateng umzumkulu good evening hello good evening hello how can we help you this evening
6: okay i just want to say
7: about to talk about two things the one is on linkedin and the other one is about these i mean messages which are sent through companies a lot of messages some in the sympathizing they say okay right send it to 20 people so can i start with linkedin
0: yes linkedin all right okay
7: yeah, with LinkedIn, if you can check in there, especially in the engineering company, a lot of people they, they know one another. So what happened is there's quite a few people who have come together. I'm on LinkedIn also. So what I've come to discover is they invited me into LinkedIn. After mm-hmm. that, to find oh this person I know him, but all those experience on the all what they have there is all a lie. They all God give, <laughs> really, 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 really. It's happening there. Said, and all, all these people, what happens is, if once get to a job, they protect the job environment so that okay, right? The proper people with the experience, with the educational training, with the college, I mean, they don't go, they don't find job there. These people, they, I mean, they are conquering the job environment with no proper training.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: Even their qualification, they don't go online or they don't go to South African Qualification Authority to check because they know these people are linked in. Mm-hmm. And you find now a long list of this. And I even uh, asked, I wrote a letter and asked, the I mean, uh, linked in and said, okay, I know so and so. This person, when I know this person, this person... Was a from <laughs> this year to this year. But this <laughs> person is learning about all these qualifications, about everything else. And when you go and delete it, there's a lot of lists of the followers. They are doing that so that when they go looking for jobs, I mean, well, I've I,
0: learned, Omzam I've learned something. Now we're running out of time. You said you had a second question. Yeah. Quickly, because you haven't got much time left.
7: Yeah, the second question is I mean, those emails, uh, the emails you find in a company. It could be anybody, let's say, okay, right, I'm a Christian, but okay, I don't do it at work. Some people, they may send, okay, an email to say, okay, right, uh, send it to 10 people or 20 Mm. people. I've tried to tell the guys at work to say, okay, right, these emails are phishing. There's no email which can say, okay, right, this is, it could be something like preaching and so forth. They said you could send it to 20 Mm. 20 people. If you don't send it to 20 people, anything Mm. will happen to you or you'll get a blessing. So somebody in fear or somebody who wants a blessing will send 20 people. Mm-hmm. Imagine 20 people in a company reading the email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and What time what is time spent on mm-hmm. that email reading yeah. the same email? And it's circulating and circulating and circulating.
0: Yeah those those chain letters are awful. I'd, I've I've asked people who used to send them to me to please stop sending them to me because you know I am not going to send it to 20 people in the next 5 minutes otherwise something bad's going to happen or someone's going to ring my doorbell with good luck or something. I, no, I don't actually have time for that. It
1: also blocks, the, up, the the thing, yeah, it blocks up the server. Yeah, it blocks up
0: the server.
7: My friend, I said okay, I wrote emails and said, oh, "Please If
0: you see emails like that, please don't send those emails. Yeah, no, absolutely. Umzen Kula, I'm going to have to say thank you very much. We've got four minutes left. One more call. I need to get on the line, so I'm going to thank you very much indeed for your call this evening. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for calling. Good night to you. Right, Sabelo in Stellenbosch, good evening.
8: Yes, thank you for taking my call. I'm involved in policy development in a lot of companies, in both in private and public sector. Hmm. And uh, there's policy now that are being developed in terms of what is the interaction of the employees and social media during work hours or outside work hours as well. But one thing I can say, I know current legislation at this moment does not allow for you to prohibit employees not to use their device on social media, as long as it's their personal device. But however, for work, uh, for computers that they are allocated to them for work purposes, you can control that one yes. for them not to use those networks uh, those uh, during office hours. I think one of your previous scholars asked that specifically. Yes. And also, the policies that you develop go as far as saying uh, you're not allowed to communicate unless you're an official communication person for the entity you can't post things on the social media about your mm-hmm. employer because someone out there might perceive it as official mm-hmm. communication from the employer mm-hmm. unless from the official Facebook page of the company then it encourages employees to forward it or repost it then it's only such content of communication mm-hmm. that you can send out to avoid the uh, sending out uh, mis- uh, mis- 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 uh, sorry, miscommunicated messages to the public out there
0: mm. Sabella, yes. so, you should get a hold of a copy of Marlene's book. It's it's a really, really informative book. It's got all this information, and in it. it's called Social Media and Employment Law, and it's published by Juta. It's brand new. It's just been out a week or two. And uh, oh, go, to, go and have yeah. a look at that because there's a lot of useful information. You want to just, Marlene?
1: No, it's not last year, November. Last know? year, November. Yeah. Okay. Mm. well,
0: it's sort of got, Okay. Mm. So, go and have a look for it. Published by Juta. You'll probably find it in exclusive books all the relevant bookstores, online. or online thank as well, you. from Juta. What is the title again? It's called Social Media and Employment Law. Okay, thank you. And it's by Marlene Portgheter.
8: Okay.
0: Okay. So you have go and have a look for that. It'll certainly help you. And it, and Marlene, the book is, as I said, it, it's very simple to read. I mean, not it, it's written for stupid people like myself who can actually understand this. It's not full of all, sort of, lots of legalese and jargon. It's written in such a way that The regular man in the street can actually understand this.
1: I'm really pleased to hear that. An actual employee could understand this and know what you should and shouldn't be doing. It is meant to have a wide audience, and it is also the way that I write. Um, so I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that. Yes, I'm no, I actually understood
0: sensible. it. I, I read it I thought, oh, am I going to get this? And I actually understood it. It was quite amazing. And our regular friend, Michael Bagram highly recommends it as well. So Because he mentioned it to me last week and I said, well, funnily enough, Marlene will be in studio tonight. So he'll be very pleased to hear that. But it really, congratulations, really excellent book.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And uh, my thanks once again this evening to Marlene. She's author of Social Media and Employment Laws, published by Juta. And Marlene Portgetter has been my guest on tonight's edition of The Law. Report program. Marlene, once again, thank you so very much for your time.
1: Great to be here again.
0: And the exciting news for all of you listening out there, I have three copies of Marlene's book to give away to the first three callers. So call us now on 0892- 102010. 10. And if you are involved as an employer, this would be a fabulous book for you to have something as a reference. And if you're an employee involved in anything to do with something like the social media employment law, you really would need to have a copy of this book. So if you want to want a copy, a free copy tonight, first three callers through on 089210. Twenty ten. The Law Report is on the air on SAFM every Monday evening between 9 and 10. And in next week's law program, being the last Monday of the month, we'll be talking about property law with attorney Ishmael Mohammed. And I'll be back with you again tomorrow evening just after 9 with Health Matters. So join me then. Stephen Kirk is up now with some nighttime music. Hello, Stephen.